in high school, I consistently got in a lot of trouble. And I'm not bragging about that tonight. I don't want you guys to get the wrong idea. I'm not proud of some of the things that I did in high school, but I was always in trouble. My senior year, they had to add a second day of detention just for me because if I kept going throughout the year, there wasn't, a, normally detention was on Tuesday. There weren't enough Tuesdays left in the year for all the detentions I had. So they had to add a Thursday just for me because that's how often I got in trouble. And this is Christian school. And so some of you guys might not understand this. I wasn't like a bad kid. I was just a wise guy. And I thought I was funny when I wasn't. And I would do things that would oftentimes get me into a lot of trouble. Um, my senior year, I was best friends with the principal because I, for a whole month, I had to eat lunch in her office. Me and Jill, we were really tight. We were best friends. I knew I'd be like, hey, Jill, how's the family today? Like, is all the kids good? Like, we were really, really close because I had to spend a whole month in her office eating lunch. I'll give you guys just one example. It was funny last week. One of the new kids here pulled me aside and was like, can you tell me about the locker? Like, I can never, ever es escape that story in my life. And now some of you are going to want to know about it. I'll tell you another time, I'm sure. But one time, I was hanging out with my buddies in school, and my one friend, Casey, brought firecrackers into school. And he was like, dude, let's go set these off in the bathroom. And I was like, that is a great idea. What could possibly go wrong with that? And my friend, Ben, who some of you know, was also there. And we all huddle in a stall, which is, is never a good idea. I, I don't know why we started by doing that. I guess we were scared if anyone walked in. And he's like, we should drop this in the toilet and see what happens. And I was like, brilliant. Best idea I've ever heard, right? And so he lights this firecracker, drops it in the toilet, and, and we have the stall shut. So there's three of us. It's all huddled, and we're nice and tight, right? And the firecracker goes off. Guys, it was the loudest noise that I have ever heard in my entire life. And after it went off, all I could hear was ringing. I got scared that I was going to be deaf. Like, you, you think I'm joking, but you can ask Ben the next time you guys see him. Like, I thought, like, I was getting, like, a little emotional. Like, I started, like, tears almost. Like, guys, I think I'm deaf, but they couldn't hear me either. And so we're all, like, yelling at each other in the bathroom. And someone runs in and is like, are you guys okay? And we just see their mouth moving because we can't hear anything, right? So now we have to get to class. And I, I'm literally deaf at this moment. I can't hear a single thing. I sit down in my seat. And of course, as soon as I walk in, the teacher calls on me to do something. But I can't hear what she's saying, right? And so she's yelling in the back of the classroom, in the front of the classroom. She's like, Joey, why aren't you answering me? She gets in my face now, right? And she goes, what is going on? And I just look at her, I'm like, I can't hear, right? And so she says, go to the principal right now. And I couldn't rat out my friends, right? You, you, you can't do that. I just don't understand how anyone in SCS didn't hear a firecracker going off in the bathroom. We got away without getting in trouble. The only trouble I got in was because I didn't answer my teacher. And so I think I got like two detentions for that. So that's just one of many examples for you guys of how much trouble I was in in high school. I was constantly in trouble. And last week, we talked about being consistent in a walk with God. We talked about how this year, we're going to consistently open up our Bibles. We're going to consistently come to church. We're going to consistently believe that God can do the things that we read about, the things that we're trusting in him tonight to do in all of our lives. We're not going to give up when it gets difficult, when it doesn't happen on our own timing. 
That is a big hurdle for a lot of us. We want God to work on our timing, not his. And that's a big reason why we don't see things sometimes, guys, because God's will is so much greater than ours, and his timing is perfect, not ours. But we looked at Jacob and how he wrestled with God until he got his blessing. And sometimes we're going to have to wrestle, and it's not going to be easy. It's going to take us being consistent. It's so important that we don't get too high or too low. As Christians, we're really good at that. Christians, one minute, they're at service. They got their hands in the air. They're worshiping. They're so into it. And then Saturday morning hits or Monday morning hits, and we're right back in the world, not believing, not trusting, back in the sin that we know is wrong. But we need to be consistent, not too high and not too low, but really trusting God. And I want to talk to you guys about this tonight. What happens when we have doubts, when we're trying to be consistent? And maybe some of you guys were thinking that last week. Like, Joey, this, it all sounds good being consistent. I, I want to believe that God can do the impossible in my life and the people that I care about. I want to be consistent seeking him this year. But I have a lot of doubts. What do I do with all these doubts that I have? For some of you guys... You're not even sure if God's real. You're searching. And you think and you have a little bit of faith, but you're, you're not really sure if all this is really for you or if God is really real. And so, and so you have some doubts tonight. So how can I be consistent if I don't even really know if God's real tonight? I, I kind of believe, but I'm not fully sure yet. Some of you guys doubt that God loves you. You know that he's real. But you just can't see how a perfect God could love someone so messed up like you. You think maybe he loves other people or are good who have it all together, but your doubt tonight is that you really could be loved. So it's impossible for you to be consistent in all these things that we're talking about because you're not sure that you're loved because God knows all these parts about me that no one else knows and parts that I don't talk to anyone else about. So how could he possibly love me? For some of you guys, you just have so many doubts that things could really be different because you've been living in the same patterns or someone that you care about has just been living for so long and you believed at one point and you trusted at one point and it just seemed like there was no answer on the other side. So you're just full of doubt that something could really happen, some breakthrough could really occur for you and that is your doubt tonight in the room. And all these doubts are really difficult. None are more important than the other. All these are really difficult things to wrestle with. And it's just so important that we know that it's human to doubt. At some point, everyone in this room has had a doubt. I have had doubts before. It's what do we do with them next? Do we let them stop us from being consistent? Because I think that's what happens way too often. We let them stop us from being consistent in our walk. So what do we do in the middle of all of these doubts. Guys, can we just be honest tonight? It's difficult to consistently believe in what you can't see. Let's just be real. It's hard sometimes to really think that God has everything figured out in your life when it seems like things are such a mess. Let's be real. It's hard sometimes to believe that you're doing the right thing when all your friends are doing something else. And you think that maybe you're missing out on something. It's hard to trust in those moments that by not doing what they're doing is the right thing. And so maybe that's your doubt tonight. 
Is God's way really the best way? So how am I going to be consistent when I have all these different things going on in my life? And for just for some of you, it's like I said before, it's, it's just been this way forever. And that is so difficult when it's been the same way forever. Maybe you were born into something that has happened for almost 15 years for some of you. Some of you are a little bit older, 18 years. Joey, there's no way that this can change because it's been like that since the day that I was born. How is it going to change now? And so you're filled with doubts. And that's okay. But some of you think God hates you because of your doubts. You think he wants nothing to do with you. Some of you remember what I said last week. That without, the writer of Hebrews says that without faith it is impossible to please God. And you heard that last week and you went, man, I am so full of doubt right now. I am so far from pleasing God. My life is just such a mess tonight. I have so many issues. He's probably so angry. He probably hates me tonight because of my doubts. Guys, what, what do we do with all of these questions that we've all felt at some point in our lives? Well, tonight I want to look at some scripture that I hope will really help us tonight. That we can see the truth about what God thinks about all these doubts and, and how we handle them and how we can stay consistent in the middle of all of this. Because like I said, because I believe that if we were just consistent, we don't understand the breakthrough that we could all see in our lives. I'm talking about like world-changing stuff. Because I'm crazy enough to believe that God really is who he says he is. And man, I'm just hoping that there's a couple people in this room tonight that want to see the things that I want to see. That want to see this island changed. That want to see the people that I care about changed. And I think that there are. So I think the scripture will help us. I remember when my girls were in the hospital, right? And, and I told you guys a lot about this while I was walking through it a couple of months ago. Almost eight now, right? I'm sitting in the hospital room and day in and day out, I just felt like it was always going to be like this. I had so many doubts. I used to call out to God, where are you in, the little, in all of this? It just seems like my girls are never going to be able to come home. I get it. How easy it is that these thoughts get put in our minds. How easy it is to question God sometimes. But guys, there is a greater way. We can't let our emotions dictate our faith. We can't let what we see dictate our faith. We need to be and believe in something greater than what we can just see with our own eyes and what we can feel with our own hands. God is so much greater than all of those things. And so tonight, we're going to be in Mark chapter 9, and this is what it says in verse 17. A man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought you my son who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. And I know what you're thinking. I didn't think that this was this kind of church, right? Like, th this is freaky, Joey. Like, well, what are you talking about right now? I don't want you guys to get so caught up in what's going on, like, on here. Yes, the boy is possessed, but there is something so much deeper that God is doing in this moment. And as we work through it, I hope that you see. And don't just get caught up on that because you're like, man, that doesn't happen anymore. Maybe that was just something that happened in the Bible. Whatever questions you have, I would love to talk to you after service if you have some about this. But what we need to see is that there's something so much greater going on here. And we see that this man, he brings 
his son to Jesus, and he says, teacher, I, I brought you my son, right? And I brought him to your disciples. But they couldn't do anything about it. They tried to take care of him in, in this issue, but nothing happened. Because I wonder how often we take our doubts and our problems with us to church, but not to Jesus. I wonder how often we take our doubts with us to our friends, but not Jesus. And, and it's good to talk to your friends about some of the doubts and different things that are going on in your life. But I think there's a difference between just bringing our doubts to church and bringing them to Jesus. Some of us just let these things consume us. They, we let them get the best of us, but we never really lay them at the feet of Jesus. And he goes to the disciples first. Maybe it was easier to get to the disciples than it was to bring it to Jesus. Sometimes it's hard to bring these things to Jesus, right? We don't really want to open up. Maybe, like I said before, we feel like he's angry or he doesn't care. But finally, this man realizes that these disciples, they can't do anything for my son. I need to bring this to Jesus. Some of you guys need to stop playing games tonight and bring your issue to Jesus. He is the one that can deal with this. Not other people. Even if they have a good heart and, and they love the Lord, maybe they can give you some good answers, but ultimately, you need to bring these things to Jesus. Let's go to this next verse now. You unbelieving, uh, unbelieving generation, Jesus replied, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. And so we can see here that, that Jesus is he's upset with the disciples because they weren't consistent in their faith. They had seen Jesus do so many things, even at this point in their ministry. But they didn't have the faith in this moment. They weren't consistent. And sometimes it's hard. I'm sure that when they got this, they believed that Jesus could do it. I'm sure that they trusted to a degree. But for some reason, they just weren't able. I wasn't there, so I don't know. But for some reason, they are just not able to do it. And so we can see that Jesus is definitely, he's just a little upset with the whole situation that is going on here. Let me look at verse 20. So they brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Guys, here's what you need to know, because that sounds a little bit weird right there. Whatever you are scared of today is scared of Jesus. Whatever issue, whatever problem, whatever doubt is going on in your life is afraid of what Jesus could do in your life. And that's really what's happening here. This, this demon and this boy isn't showing its power. This demon knows that it's in the presence of Jesus now and something is about to happen because even they know that Jesus has been given all power and all authority. So those things are scared of Jesus because they know that he can bring real lasting change and that's what's happening here. And I don't want anyone in this room to be scared or freaked out by any of this because Jesus has all authority and all power. And so you don't need to fear any of this. But really the deeper meaning here that I want you to catch tonight is, what seizes you? So we see that this seizes the boy, 
What's been seizing you in your life? What doubt, what addiction, what lie, what's been happening in your life that comes and takes a hold of you, that stops you from being consistent in your walk with Jesus? Because that thing, that thing is terrified of you getting close to Jesus. Because Jesus can change everything. Because he has all power and he has all dominion and he has the final say on everything. So what are you scared of? Because it's scared of Jesus. The problem is so many of us are just too afraid to bring it into the light. We're too afraid to just bring it at Jesus' feet. We think that thing is bigger than him. We think that this problem is just way too scary, but it's not. There's nothing that's going on in your life tonight that Jesus cannot handle and deal with. So let's go to this next verse here. Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has it been like this? From childhood, he answered. And so this is a dedicated father right here. And, and, and as a dad in the room, I can almost hear the pain in his voice as he tells Jesus, it's been like this forever. My son has always struggled with this. And you can just tell that he is so broken hearted. And I'm sure that this man was full of some doubts because it's been like this for so very long. And some of you need to hear that tonight. Some of you who have been struggling with the same thing for so long. Some of you who have had that same doubt, that problem in your life that just seems too big, that's always been there. This man can relate. This man knows what it's like to wake up day in and day out and see someone he loves suffer and just feel helpless in the middle of it. So there's no doubt in my mind that he is definitely filled with some fears. And here he is, and he brings his son to Jesus, right? And he doesn't understand that what's going on with the boy is that the demon is scared of Jesus. And so he sees this. And he's got to be going, man, things are getting so much worse. How is this happening? Why is this happening? I just wish things would get better. Because sometimes things need to get worse before they get better because Jesus needs to expose how bad it really was. But then ultimately, he gets all the glory because he shows how much more powerful he was than the darkest thing that's going on in your life. We don't like that. That's a little scary, and I'm sure the father did not like what was happening on. But in order for this boy to be free, all of this needed to happen. It needed to get worse before it got better. Sometimes when we bring things into the light, deal with our doubts, deal with some of the things that are going in our lives, it's going to hurt to do that. It might feel like it's getting worse before it gets better. But I promise you guys, it is, because there is complete and full healing near Jesus. And so I, I just, I just, my heart breaks for this dad as he's just seeing all of this happen. And then he asked Jesus this in verse 22. It has often thrown him into the fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. And he says, Jesus, is, is there anything that you can do for my son? Can you just take pity? I don't know if there's something you could say that can just relieve this pain even for a moment. Is there anything that can happen? Even if I could just have 
five minutes with my son again. Jesus, I will take anything that you can offer. Can you just have pity on us as we are going through this? And he just says, Jesus, is there anything? I think sometimes we approach God the same way. We have something really difficult going on in our lives, something really big that's just way out of our control, way out of our hands. And we pray prayers kind of like that. Jesus, can you just do something about this? Anything, I don't know. Is there just something you can do to make this better? Guess that is the wrong way to look at it. This man didn't fully understand yet who he was talking to. But you and I do know who we are talking to. And our prayers need to be a lot bigger than that. They need to be a lot more powerful than that. And that power doesn't come from you. That belief doesn't come from you. It comes by hearing the word of God and seeing scripture and knowing all that Jesus is capable of. And that will build faith in your heart. We need to remember who we're talking to because this man, he just doesn't know yet. He's just desperate for anything to happen in his life. And this is what it says in verse 23. Jesus says this. If you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for the one who believes. I think that Jesus almost laughed in this moment. Like, if you can, are, are, are you serious? Do you know who I am? Anything is possible for the one who who believes. Now, those aren't my words for you tonight. They are the words of Jesus. Anything is possible for the one who believes. Some of us hear that and we go, oh, that's not, that's not true. There's no way that could be fully true. A anything is possible. Now, if your thought is, Jesus can I have that brand new computer that I want so bad? Then that's not what he's talking about right here. It's not talking about that new car that you want or that dream thing that you want. But when you are praying for someone else and it lines up with God's will, anything is possible for the one who believes. So it's so cool what is about to happen in this next verse. Immediately, the boy's father exclaims, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. And so let's just jump back. Before we get to that, because that's good. I just want that to sit there for a second. You can leave that up on the screens. Jesus says before, everything is possible for the one who believes. And the father said, is there anything you can do? And so Jesus does a little play on words right there. Really what Jesus I think was trying to say to this man is, is this, is that I don't want to do anything for you. I want to do everything for you in this moment. I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to do everything that you need to happen right now in this moment. Sometimes we want anything to happen. We just want this small thing. But God sees the big picture. And he wants everything for you in those moments, not just your small point of view, not just that one little thing that you want to happen. God wants everything. And in just a little bit, I'll explain exactly what that is. But now let's go back to verse 24, the one we just read. Immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe, help me overcome 
my unbelief. Probably the mo- one of the most honest moments in Scripture. This father is at the end of himself tonight. And he goes, Jesus, I believe that you are who you say you are. I believe, but help me with the parts of me that don't believe right now. So honest and so beautiful. And God hears that cry of faith from his heart. And he's about to do everything for this man. But faith needs to precede the miracle. We want the miracle to happen, and then we'll be full of faith. But faith always needs to precede the miracle. The father needed to be honest with Jesus in these moments and let him know that I believe, but I do have some parts of me that are having a hard time like this. My son has been like this since his birth. I'm sitting here, and he's suffering right in front of me. I believe, but I also have some unbelief in my heart. Jesus, please do something about this. Guys, I think if we were just honest with God with some of our doubts and say, God, I do believe. I know that you're real. And I know that this situation is really difficult and I'm full of some doubts. Can you help me with my unbelief? Help me be consistent in my faith in this, God, because it is just too difficult. Guys, it's, it's okay to have a little unbelief. I think this man wouldn't be human if he was just standing in front of Jesus and say, I fully believe, 100%. As his son has been like this from the day that he was born, as he's watching him suffer right now, I think that would be crazy. I don't think any of us would be able to relate to that. But we have such a beautiful picture here right now, what faith is sometimes. It's believing, but being honest with God, with some of the doubts that are going on in our heart. It's okay to ask for help. Some of us think the second that we admit our doubts, means we have to get away from God. If we're going to admit admit doubts, then we can't have faith at the same time. But we see right here in this scripture that it's possible to to have faith and have a little bit of doubt at the same time. We think one completely negates the other. But right here in this scripture, we we see that that's not true, that this man was full of both. And, And here's what you need to catch, and I really want you guys to see this, is that your faith doesn't depend on you but it depends on the one who is always faithful. It doesn't depend on you. If it depended on that man that day, nothing would have happened. But it really depends on Jesus being who he says he is because he knows that we're flawed. He knows that we are humans in these bodies that are not perfect, that will always be drawn to sin until we see him. And so he gets that. So your faith isn't dependent on you, but the one who is always faithful, who is always right, who was perfect in all the ways that we couldn't be perfect. And so it really all depends on him. So when you're full of doubt, stop running from God. Run towards God. Say, God, I just feel like I can't overcome this situation. I feel like every time I pray, that I just have these doubts that get in the way. Give them to God and watch what he will do. This man gives his doubts to God, and this is what happens in verse 25. When Jesus saw that a crowd was running towards the scene, he rebuked the impure spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you come out of him and never enter him again. The spirit shrieked, convulsed him violently, and came out. 
The boy looked so much like a corpse that many said he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him to his feet, and he stood up. Guys, Jesus wants to give you what you really need before he gives you what you want. Jesus wants to give you what you need before what you want. See, this man wanted his son to be whole, but Jesus wanted faith to come into this man's household that day. Jesus saw what the man really needed. What good is it it if he sets his son free, but this man doesn't know him in a personal way, a savior? If this man doesn't know that Jesus is someone that you can put your faith in. See, Jesus wanted to give this man so much more than just setting his son free. He wanted to give him faith. And this man believed, but he also had unbelief. But it all came down to Jesus, and it always comes down to Jesus. You can't, like we said last week, you cannot will your way to these things. You cannot, be, you cannot just try hard enough. It is always going to come back to Jesus because it's always only Jesus. And that's what we see in this moment. And it is just so powerful because Jesus wanted something so much deeper to happen here. And the man was honest with him. So rarely are people completely honest with Jesus like this in, script, in scripture, but this man was. And it was so powerful. And it, it just teaches me something about my own faith. As a pastor, I pray for people all the time. And I pray really big, bold prayers. Sunday nights, sometimes I stand up on this stage and there are people all around the room and I get a list of people that I have to pray for. And some of them have really big needs, some really scary stuff. And sometimes I'll just sit back there because I come up before the third song's over, I'll get on my hands and my knees and I'll pray this exact thing. I'll pray, God, I believe that you are able, that none of these things are too possible for you, but help me with my unbelief. It's okay to say that sometimes, guys, because God already sees my heart anyway. Why am I gonna lie to him about it? Why am I not gonna pretend? Why am I gonna pretend like it's not really there? See, so many of us do that. We pretend with God. We think we can play games with him, say, try and just push it away, pretend like it's not there, but it's there, guys. God already sees it, and I pray that, and I feel God filling my heart with faith. And then I come up here and I pray some really bold prayers because I know anything is possible for the one who believes. And I've seen God answer really big prayers before. I've seen God do really big things. And there's sometimes, guys, where I've prayed for things and the answer didn't happen the way that I wanted it to. And there's sometimes where I cried out and it just seemed like the answer was no. But I'm gonna be consistent because that's what I know that God has called me to to be, to pray that all things are possible for the one who believes, even when I don't understand it. God's understanding is higher than mine. So I'm not gonna stop being faithful what I know that God has entrusted me to do. And I'm gonna keep showing up because I don't have all the answers. And one day when I get to heaven, I'm sure God's gonna explain, even though he doesn't have to explain to myself, explain to me anything. I'm sure that if I asked him, he would tell me, Joey, I did it for a reason and a purpose that was so much greater than what you could understand in those moments. Once again, what? Comes back to faith, believing that he knows what he is really doing. Because we will never be perfect. 
We will never have this down to a science. And that's okay. God knows that. We will never be perfectly consistent always. But we can ask God into the middle of our messes and say, God, help me to be consistent. God, enable me through your Holy Spirit to be able to be more consistent. Guys, take your doubts to Jesus tonight. Don't let them stop you from being consistent this year. They will pop up. And when they come, you run right to Jesus. You give them to him and you lay them at his feet. God say, I believe, but help me with my unbelief. Talk to someone else about it too. But first, go to Jesus because he has all the power. Here's tonight's bottom line. When we give God our doubts, he replaces it with faith. When we give God our doubts, he replaces it with faith. This man was honest with Jesus and he replaced a lot of that man's doubt that day with a whole lot of faith. I'm sure he never forgot what happened to his son that day. Jesus had changed everything. This year, guys, as we end this series tonight, stay consistent. Keep believing for breakthrough in all the ways that you feel like might not be possible. Keep trusting that God is big enough until you get an answer for him, from him. Keep going into your Bible and praying to God. Watch all the amazing things that will happen for you this year. I just want, I want someone to grab a hold of what I'm saying tonight and see it and see what God will do on the other side of it. There is so much power in these things that we take for granted. So many things that could change in your life. Change is possible. Miracles are possible because of Jesus. Love you guys. Let me pray for you. God, thank you so much that all things are possible for the one who believes, that there is no issue, that there is no problem in this room tonight that scares you, that when we bring the name of Jesus to our problems, they bow at your feet, God, because you have all the say and you have all the power. I pray, God, for people who have been struggling for a really long time, God, who have just been getting beat up lately by some different things that are going on in their lives. I pray, Jesus, that you would set them free tonight. God, I pray that when we have doubts in our heart, that we wouldn't try and push them away, pretend like they're fake, pretend like they're not real, but we would bring them to you, God, that we would be honest with you and watch you replace our doubts with faith. God, we know that you are able tonight. So help us, God. We believe, but help us with our unbelief. Even if it's been that way forever, God, you are capable, you are able tonight, Jesus. I pray as we sing this next song that we would lay down our cares at your feet, our doubts at your feet, and we would ask your Holy Spirit to enable us to, say, to stay consistent in the things that we are believing for this year. Jesus, you are so amazing. You have won it all for us, God. Thank you so much for all that you've done in all of our lives, God. I pray that we would get a greater picture of that tonight, God. I pray that we would understand that more tonight. 
Just how amazing you are, God, that we would have nothing good apart from you. But because of you, we have everything tonight. And that one day, Lord, we will look in your eyes and all the pain of this life, God, all the disappointments won't mean anything because we will be spending eternity with you where there is no more weeping, where there is no more pain, where there is pleasure by your side forever, God. Pray, God, that you would give us the strength to be consistent and to bring our doubts to your feet. Pray this all in your name. Amen.